Hey guys, welcome to Adventure Fit Radio, your favorite podcast exploring fitness, adventure and life. I'm Doc, I'll be your host. I've got uh, a couple of co-hosts that you'll get introduced to when the episode starts. But uh, we'd like to welcome you to our first episode, which will be an episode with Ed Morrison. Ed Morrison is an expat Australian living in China at the moment, coaching CrossFit under the NorCal CrossFit banner at a corporate uh, a corporate uh, affiliate there. And he's also part of the HQ uh, seminar staff. So what that means is, when you're a CrossFitter and you would like to become a CrossFit coach, you'll need to do your CrossFit Level 1 seminar. Ed takes those seminars. So he's at the very upper echelon when it comes to coaching. He's at the very upper echelon when it comes to the theory. And he's at the very upper echelon when it comes to the back end of CrossFit HQ and, uh, and what goes on there. So this is a great conversation with Ed about the good, the bad, and the ugly of CrossFit. Ed probably won't like me saying that, but that's how I'm going to frame it. Ed does a fantastic job to fly the flag for CrossFit HQ while myself and the other guys pepper him with questions about uh, what's great about CrossFit, what's not so great, and what can be improved, uh, and what we think will happen in the future. So that's our episode. hope you like it. But before we move on to that episode... Uh, I'm just going to go through the list of people that helped us out with our Kickstarter campaign. So for those of you guys that aren't aware, I run a business, a startup at the moment, AdventureFit Travel, the parent company of this uh, of this podcast. Mac, my co-host, also runs a business. Uh, Tommy is a young guy. He's studying. So we needed a Kickstarter. We needed to fund this uh, this podcast to get it off the ground. And we got a lot of help from a lot of people. So without the guys that did chip in and bought advertisements or bought some clothing through us, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be able to give you this content. So I'm going to go through a list of these guys and I'm going to thank them individually and uh, please bear with me while I do that. And then on the other end of that, we'll go through our major sponsors and then we'll be into the show. So the list of guys and girls that I'd like to thank are my father, Rick Kerr. David Krause, Shane Zunkel. Shane is one of our adventure fitters from the US last year. Thanks, Shane. Jackson Rundle, Max uh, Little or Big Brother, one of the two. Andrew is Andrew. There's no second name there. Thanks, Andrew. Harrow Corez, a.k.a. my mate Corza. Good on you, Corey. Thanks a lot, brother. Claudia Ahern. This is either Tom's mum or Tom's auntie. I'm not sure which one. Belinda Waters, thanks Belinda for the uh, the pledge. Ben again, uh, Ben Wilson that is. Thanks Ben, kicking in some uh, some cash for the boys. Mark Paganoni and Atlanta Fruit Sales, that's my uncle Mark. Good on you, uncle Mark. He's also a big sponsor for the show. Doctor Benjamin Raphael from Carlton North Family Chiropractic. Good on you, Benny. Lisa Billings. Also, we have Denise Billings, sister of Lisa. Thanks, guys, for getting behind the show. Sean Williamson, another adventure traveler. He was also on our US trip last year. Sean is a champion, so thanks again, Sean, for chipping in and helping us out. Jeremy Fultham, uh, that's spelled F-U-L-T-H-E-I-M. Jeremy, if I've spelt your name wrong, I'm really sorry, brother. Jeremy Fultham, I'm going to say. Thanks for your, uh, for your pledge, Jeremy. Dan Wern. Uh, Culture Amp, he once shouted out on the show. Don't know what that is, but Culture Amp and Dan Wern, thanks for the pledge. Next, we've got my Uncle Ben, Brent Kerr. Thanks, Uncle Ben. 
Palmer Ragno, uh, thanks Palmer for your <coughs> for your pledge and chipping in. Another USA adventure video, Cameron Kuzimko. Thanks, Cam. You're a legend. Uh, love you always. Stephen Huybens. Stephen Huybens and Loxam Solutions is a major sponsor of the show. That chipped in big time for us with uh, with some advert sponsorship for our first 12 episodes of the show. So a huge thanks to Stephen. Kylie Rogers is next from Elite Dance Studios. Thanks, Kylie. Appreciate you chipping in for us. Paula Williamson. Thank you, Paula. Mitchell, Mitchell, Mitchell. That's Mitch Burton from uh, CrossFit Active Kincumber, who was a guy who's uh, he's a lovely guy. He's a, he's a rep uh, of Adventure Fit Travel from Sydney. Him and his, uh, him and his girlfriend, Erin. So a huge thanks to those guys that actually chipped in of their own accord for some ad sponsorships for their gym, which they didn't really need to, but it's awesome that they did. So thanks, Mitch. Steph Callis is next on the, uh, on the thank you list. She's us that we shout out Ashton Kutcher uh, as the name or business that she wants shout out on the show. So um, shout out to you, Ashton. Simon Longton. Simon Longton, thank you, sir, for your pledge. Uh, then we have Janet Archibald. So she says, nah, forget the business plug, but if you could say this for me, remove ugly past experiences from your now and replace it with adventure and live that adventure like there's no tomorrow. So, um, yeah, thanks, Janet, and thanks for the little bit of wisdom in there. Uh, awesome, and, uh, and yeah, thanks again for the pledge. Robert Strongman, thank you, brother. Just uh, Strongy, he says. Call me Strongy. Gillian Cridland, my m- new girlfriend. Thanks, JC. Love you lots. Donna from CrossFit Diamond Valley. She's another pledger. Andrew Morris, thanks, brother. Andrew wants to see Callum Von Mogger on this show, so he must be a bodybuilder himself. Andrew, good stuff. Uh, next, we have James Andrews. Thanks, James. Diana Blegg, she's one of our... Uh, one of our first people we've interviewed on the show. It's going to be a great podcast. So thanks, Deanna. And Deanna's at Blegfit as well. She wants to shout out Blegfit, her company. Tom Johnson from CrossFit Active Kincumber. So that's that's uh, my mate Mitch's CrossFit gym again. Thanks, Tom. You're a legend, man. Peter Shepard at... Uh, he's written Peter Shepard or at Blue Ball Relief. So I don't know if that's a real... Um, handle there or whether he's just trying to fuck me over but anyway thanks Peter at Blue Ball Relief and uh, next we've got Maxine from CrossFit Diamond Valley again she wants to shout out Diamond Valley that's Max Jim awesome stuff Josh Roman thanks brother thanks for getting behind us Karen Marshall uh, another pledger Alan Fielding Alan is a Kiwi guy who stayed with me for uh, a couple of weeks two months ago or so and he is now a brother of mine so big shout out to Al he's a huge podcast listener and he's pumped for us so good on you Al thanks for getting behind us brother James Anderson is next James thank you sir love your work Bianca Jewell from Jewell Kinesiology she's another pledger Simon Holloway Simon is a great friend of mine um Fiber Stream Optic Fiber Networks is Simon's business he's currently living up in Sydney he has uh branches in Sydney and Melbourne so Ever need any f- uh, um, optic fiber networks? Simon Holloway's your man at Fiberstream. So thanks, Simon. Adam Hackney. Adam is from Shopnate. He is an absolute legend. He's a marketing guru and he's been uh, a huge help to AdventureFit along the way. So he should get all these goodies and uh, all these goodies and rewards for free because he's helped me so much. But 
here. We're going to, uh, he's pledged along to help the podcast again. So, Adam, uh, thanks so much, man. Fint, he wants to be, uh, wants to be known as, hey, fucking Fint. That's, uh, that's what he wants us to shout out on the show. So, that's what we got to shout out. Fint, another $100 pledge. Good on you, man. Uh, love your work. Stanko Perrick, he is partner in crime with Adam Hackney from two shout outs ago. Stanks, good on you, son. James Daniel. James did our um, James actually did our logo for Adventure Fit Radio. He won the Adventure Fit Radio logo competition and he's from Graphic Image Science. So he's a really good guy and uh, yeah, super stoked that he's been part of Adventure Fit. Christina Hearn, that's one of Tommy's Oh, this is Tommy's auntie. So Claudia was Tommy's mum and Auntie Christine. Thank you so much, Auntie Christine. Hopefully you'll uh, enjoy the shows that we got coming up. Your your, uh, your nephew's doing a great job. Jason Olorenshaw is next. Thanks, Jace. Lisa King, thank you very much. Jack Kerr, that's my bro. Brotown, I love you, mate. Thanks for pledging. Um, yeah, thanks a lot. Beta, Marcus Bate. So, uh, that's another pledger, another friend of mine. He's got behind us for $75. Love you, Beta. Lee Scanlon from All Emergency Service Personnel. Good on you, Leroy. 50 buck pledge. You are a champion just like everybody else. Ed Morrison, another guest on our show. Ed will be our first guest, actually. Episode number one. Ed, mm, thanks for pledging. $25. Thought we were better friends than that. Mm, thanks again, but mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Sean Marsh, he's our, uh, he's our audio guy. He's done our jingles and our intro. Marsh is a good friend of mine from Quash Creative. Good on you, Marshy. Uh, really do appreciate it again, son. David Ahern, Tommy's father, has also pledged. And then uh, a few more that I'll rattle through. Tim Norton. Thank you, Tim. $25 pledge. All that helps. Corey just went by the name of Corey for a $5 pledge. Again, all these little bits and pieces really help us out. Stephen Ross, adventure fitter from Everest Base Camp and a really dirty storyteller. Good stuff, Rossi. No Days Off Supplements, one of our major sponsors. Thanks to you guys. Diane Kerr, my beautiful mum. Thanks, mum. Tony Payne, $50. Thank you, sir. Mark Carswell, another friend of mine from uh, long ago. Mac Rundle tipped in some money himself. Don't tell Kickstarter. I think that's against the rules. Terry Jacobs for $100. And Sim, whoever that is. Sim, S-I-M. Thank you so much, Sim. $250 pledge and didn't even ask for any of the rewards and the gear. Thanks for bearing with us, guys. And, uh, and yeah, thanks to everyone that pledged. And that's, uh, and that's everybody. So again, thank you, uh, thanks so much to everybody that did get behind us. Like I said, we wouldn't, be, uh, we wouldn't be in this position without you guys. So on to our sponsors for this episode though. Our first sponsor will be Atlanta Orchards. Atlanta Orchards is an apple orchard that's owned by my uncle. It was also where my mother grew up, my auntie grew up, my uncle grew up. Also my grandfather and his father before him. It's a family, uh, family business. So, Atlanta Orchards would like to let you guys know about their Kansi and Green Star apples, which have been trialled in Australia for years and are now in commercial production. Both were bred in Belgium and are now growing across the country, including in Victoria. Green Stars, the first 100% non-browning apples, are a cross between a Granny Smith and a Del Barestivale apple. That's quite a tongue twister. The apples are green, sweet, juicy and have a thin skin and the highest vitamin C content of any apple, which helps keep them naturally white for days after cutting. The Kansi apple is the number one apple sold in Europe and is bright red and crunchy with a long shelf life, a cross between a Gala and a Brayburn apple. So, 
Ask for Atlanta Cans in Green Star Apples in your local greengrocers, Victoria wide. Thanks, Atlanta Orchards. Thanks, Uncle Mark. Locksam Solutions. Thanks, Locksam Solutions, for sponsoring the podcast. Locksam Solutions is a boutique consulting and business support company focusing on business consulting and commercial services. The key to their success has been through the application of a pragmatic approach combined with entrepreneurial spirit to achieve their clients' outcomes. Their philosophy is simple, guys. Deliver well-defined, measurable business outcomes to their clients through the engagement of subject matter experts with real-world experience. Their services include business costings, business consulting, business structures, startup advice, business plan development review and adaptation, organizational review and restructure, operational operational review and restructure, governance, corporate and operational, coaching, mentoring, project management, financial management, they do it all. So if you want to build your business better, build it at Locksam Solutions, www.locksamsolutions.com.au. And we'd also like to thank No Days Off Supplements, NDO Supps for getting behind the podcast. No Days Off is a newly formed company that aspires to build a trusted brand by having honest, uh, integral, loyal support to their customers as the cornerstones of their relationships going forward. From suppliers to customers to sponsored athletes and individuals, they'll work hard to ensure all receive the utmost attention and support and that harmonious relationships and mutually beneficial outcomes are achieved by all. The company was formed with a vision of offering great products and sound information that will benefit its customers and the community at large. No days off supplements for all your supplement needs. Mac uses no days off supplements and raves about them. So if you guys want to go on ndosups.com, then uh, you'll find their list of products there. And if you want to purchase anything, use ADVF Radio in the checkout and uh, you'll receive 10% off. And lastly... This podcast is brought to you by Adventure Fit Travel. Adventure Fit Travel is a fitness... I always, always have trouble with my own ad. Adventure Fit Travel is an adventure travel company for the fitness community. So basically what we do, guys, is I plan a cool adventure itinerary, action-packed. Then what we do, we'll take everyone over there, we'll train throughout, we'll get high-level guests as uh, whether they be coaches or athletes. In particular, we've got seven days left, Selling our Bali trip where I'm flying over Dimitri Klokov, who's a world champion weightlifter for a two-day weightlifting seminar. Along the way, we'll whitewater raft, we dive with uh, sea turtles, we'll surf, we'll do yoga every morning, Indonesian cooking class, lots of adventuring around Bali and the Gili Islands, and uh, it's going to be a great time. So we've got lots of trips planned. Head to www.adventurefittravel.com to check them out. And, uh, and yeah, that's it, for, uh, that's it for us. So that's all I have to say. Thanks for bearing with me, guys. And I'd like to introduce you guys now to our first guest, Mr. Ed Morrison. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Too weird to live, too rare 
to die. Alrighty, here we are, guys. Welcome to Adventure Fit Radio. We're sitting with uh, Ed Morrison from CrossFit HQ, recently been living over in China. I've got Mac to my left and Tommy on my right. Tommy's, uh, Tommy's prepared a little serenade for Ed, so let's, let's let him start us off. No, I just want to say that the best thing about this is Ed is very nervous about this. <laughs> Look had, me right in the eye. I've never had anyone sing to me, so this is... <laughs> little alone a bloke. It's confronting for sure. <laughs> All right. This is a song I prepared, and it goes a little something like this. I'm going to look straight at you. <laughs> this is really awkward. Ed... He has a big head. <laughs> the majority of his body is red. <laughs> doesn't mean that he ain't a devil in bed. <laughs> Not that I would know. He's a level three coach who doesn't like his eggs poached. He's a NorCal man who could really use a tan. No, he doesn't drive a van. And he looks like Fireman Sam. <laughs> but most of all, apart from being tall, he's a mate. A really close mate. A really close mate. And he loves to do CrossFit. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> that was sick. All right. Can I, uh, can I go now? <laughs> <laughs> you can put your clothes back on. <laughs> nah, keep them off. <laughs> oh, boy. Alrighty. It's a good start. Good so, um, so you've been in China, Ed. Tell I us have, about I. that. What have you been doing over there? Uh, mate, I've been doing some coaching with a corporate gym <coughs> that NorCal CrossFit operate. And uh, yeah, China is a very, very unique place. Uh, it's, I mean, I've done a bit of travel, but I've never experienced anything like China. That's for sure. You mean weird, right? You mean you know you mean weird. Yeah, part 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 of it is is plain weird. Yeah, absolutely. Go hit us up with your your weirdest story. Go. <laughs> um, I'd just say that people just don't quite join the dots in terms of just sort of conversation that you might have. Like I remember my assistant trainer. At one point, I told him a story which was sort of rude but sort of funny, and he laughed his head off. And then he helped me. He helped. Me. <laughs> you like that one, Tommy? I thought it was all right. Is <laughs> that the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Calm yourself down, bro. Sorry. <laughs> So I thought it would be a good idea to connect with the group by telling the story to the group. Yeah. But I needed him to translate it. So I'm like, I'll tell it at lunch. Get him to translate the story. Gets to the end of the story and I'm like, hey man, no one's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have told that. That was super offensive. <laughs> <laughs> so he knew exactly where I was going with it and, yeah. just, and just took me there anyway. <laughs> and then I couldn't explain to him. It's like, well, you know, give us some warning next you time. You can't do punchlines in another language. <laughs> that's no. right. Like, yeah, I yeah. think that's going to work. It's yeah. delayed 10 seconds. Like. That's right. I don't think yeah. China's greatest stand-up comedian would make me laugh with the translator. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, the funniest thing is just me getting the getting the Mandarin wrong, and that's about all they laugh at. Like, none of my humour translates whatsoever. No. So. Yeah. You're not really a funny bloke. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> funny looking, of course. So um, what, what's it like then with the translator? So you're up there, and you're like, right, and then you have to say one sentence and wait and then you go again and yep there's times when you would use the translator and get absolute one for one so something like briefing a workout absolutely use it one for one but when I'm coaching like sort of rapid fire in the middle of a workout I've developed a fair bit of Mandarin because as you guys know like for example someone cleans it and they're about to jerk it like you cannot have that translation like it's no. just it's just too quick yeah. so you probably only need one word a lot of time that yeah you 
fast. That's quick, right. More exactly. Yep. And tone is like being expressive in your coaching. I've probably mm. learned how important that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that like that hasn't been too difficult to be honest. Yeah. So do you have your assistant walking around with you, shadowing you pretty much? You got to. Yeah, he, he does walk with me sometimes. Like there's times where I'm like, hey, I need you by my side. Yeah. Like you have to stay with me because I cannot make this happen by myself. And then there's other times where I know I'm sweet and he he can go do his own thing while I'm while I'm coaching. So yeah, yeah. it works out pretty well. And is it uh, how long did it take you to? work out the relationship between you and him because obviously you guys have to bond pretty well yeah or? that's right look um it's an interesting one and and one thing that should be should be known is that he speaks relatively good english mm. but on a day-to-day basis his english can fluctuate massively so we might be talking about a particular concept and on one day he could completely understands what i'm saying next day same concept and it's just completely over his head <laughs> and and for that reason you've just got to be willing to be pretty dynamic so yeah. the relationship at times it's like yep we're working perfectly other times it doesn't work at all. <laughs> There'd be a lot of Chinese whispers going on, I would imagine. Yeah, that's... <laughs> There'd be a lot of, lot yeah, of Chinese that's right. whispers. Yeah. Um, so, you're enjoying it over there? Yeah, I am, mate. Personally, uh, is there many expats that are, that are there with you in the gym that you've kind of got a bond with or how's it working? In How the, are you entertaining yourself? In, look, in the gym itself, no, there's no expats. Right. Um, in Shenzhen, which is where I am, uh, there's a good amount of sort of foreigners, but uh, a lot of them are just European. A lot of Eastern Europeans actually, like Russians and Ukrainians. Yep. I haven't actually bumped into one other Aussie in really? Shenzhen. Yeah, it's right. pretty it's pretty barren like that, but I've been busy and I don't know, part of travel I think is like having some time to yourself, some time to reflect. Yeah, for sure. Not too much, otherwise you lose your mind. Yeah. But but mm-hmm. I've, ha- I've had a good amount of that and I've been enjoying it, yeah. So you've been over there for how long? Six months? Six months now, yeah. How'd you got you another six or...? Uh, I'll be there for at least another three in China. Yeah. Okay. yeah. How'd you land the gig? Um, <laughs> I have somewhat of a relationship with Jason Kalipa who um, owns NorCal. He used to work on seminar staff with me um, and it just sort of just sort of went from there and I knew there was an opportunity and then I started speaking to him and and then uh, it was never going to be China necessarily. It was mm. just going to be working in one of those corporate sites and then China was the one where he had an opportunity. So, Cool. Yeah. So is your job to coach or is your job to educate the coaches as well? Is that what you're trying to achieve over there? Is that why they brung someone like yourself over? Yeah, you, you, you're spot on with both of those. I, I'm yeah. definitely doing like coaching every session and now we're trying to develop some local coaches because they're, they're sort of getting um, getting their level ones and we do have people who are qualified to now be yeah. coaches but they just need some development. So Yeah, you're not going to be around forever. Yeah, that's right. Like it's not, it's not possible to always be sending someone to China for that program. You need to have local coaches. Mm-hmm. So sure. you're doing the level ones plus the coaching... Yeah, I mean, the great thing about being on seminar staff is the level ones are held all around the world. And, uh, you know, I've, there's lots of lots of level ones being held in China. So there's, uh, there's a great opportunity for me to jump on them. So I've been doing a fair few since I moved there. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So you've been on the seminar staff since... So anybody that's not a CrossFit that might be listening to this podcast, so Ed basically coaches the coaches. Is that how you would explain it? You um, go to do your level one seminar staff uh, seminar and Ed would be... The guy that's running the show. Yeah, the seminar. I mean, the seminar staff put forward the the level one material, which is sort of CrossFit's first baseline course, if you will. And and to uh, be able to cr- uh, be able to coach at an affiliate, or be a trainer affiliate, or be able to get an affiliation, you have to have that qualification. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been doing that for uh, what would it be? Two and a half years now. Uh, yeah, like coming that? up on three actually. Yep, coming yep. up on three years. And what do you what do you love about? I know you're pretty passionate about what you do mm-hmm. tell us why that is what you love about spreading crossfit um spreading yeah, the spreading, kool-aid um, spreading throwing the kool-aid <laughs> over everyone 
Um, look, you know, there's a bunch of things that are pretty amazing about being on seminar stuff, but probably the thing <coughs> from a selfish point of view is that I am constantly still learning from the material. Mm. You know, I've taught the material now probably 70 times. I've done about 70 seminars and there's not a seminar that goes by where you either hear from one of the other trainers or just look at a particular concept in a different way and and you find that that helps you become a better trainer still. Oh, that's so that's, that's probably the thing that I didn't expect when I <coughs> jumped onto seminar stuff that would happen and it's just, it's been really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, I found that when I moved to... Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I coached, uh, I coached uh, maybe a year ago for about a year with Ed and uh, I found that when I moved to CrossFit Richmond. Yep. I went from a, from a scenario where I was one of many relatively good coaches to a place where there was coaches better than me. Yeah, right. And yeah, I think you, you just learn heaps every day. You feel like, and you feel like you're getting free education. That's right. Because hey. you know? you're yeah. always trying to obviously better yourself as a coach. That's the name of the game. You want to always be learning. I mean, the thing is CrossFit encompasses so much that it would be impossible to feel like you know all the content. For sure. You know, even if you get as specific as, hey, like I don't know enough about powerlifting. Yep. And then you can go. You can go launch yourself into that community. You can spend ten years and e still be an amateur. E exactly, and yeah. that's you know. And and if you have that view, I think you enjoy it a lot more as well. Sure. So, how long were you coaching for before you? I take it you applied. You were sent off for the HQ job. Uh, yeah, there's 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 certain ways to apply. Actually, the way Bill and me were on the same level two, and yes. during the level two, you sort of uh, run segments or groups that are very similar to the level one. So mm. after that. There's an internship program, and that's what I went through. Yeah, yep. awesome. So that was in 2012. Yep. I, I'm not going to lie. I went back from the Level 2 seminar staff, and uh, like, hey, Ed, how you going, man? Keeping up on Facebook, seeing how he's going. And Ed, t Ed told me, oh, did you hear I, uh, I got invited to apply for the uh, seminar staff gig? Did so I just click and refresh in my mailbox for the six, <laughs> six months and nothing came through? I Fuck you, Ed. I, I, uh, I definitely didn't tone it like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I'll That's let you know. You and me became pretty good. Like that was the first time we met, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? it was yeah. good. We had a really hot, passionate, very short, intense it's, love affair. Well, and some, somehow I ended <laughs> up... Tell me about that. I love redheads. But the <laughs> thing is, somehow I ended up driving him to the course every day. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I don't know how that happened. Like you must have been like, oi, I need a lift. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I know, stayed like, in hostel. Oh, <laughs> were you? You dropped me in the hostel every night. Did I? I don't know. Did uh, you? I was staying in a hostel, I, I remember. Sounds like Bill needed a lift and you needed a mate. But you know, like one of the cool things about doing those seminars is that like there are friendships built on those seminars that that last forever. Yeah, for sure, I agree. I don't know if this is one of them, but but for sure, like no, I get you. I'm with you. I did the CrossFit gymnastics seminar a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, that's great, isn't it? It was literally you can't you can't get upside down, swing off bars, stand on your head with a bunch of grown outs without feeling like an absolute goose, and it. It was. I got asked whether it was a good, um, whether it was good content, whether it was value for money, so on and so forth. And I, to both of those, I said yes. Like it was, it was quite a good course. Yep. But it was just fun. Uh -huh. It was just so much fun. And yeah, I, I agree. I think I really did enjoy doing uh, all those yep. extra seminars and workshops and stuff just to, you know, hang out, build and meet some people and relationships. Yeah, oh, look, I think I think what you just said, you could probably apply that to all of CrossFit. Hey, it's like yeah. yes, it gets you fitter. Yes, it gets you stronger. But more than anything, it's just, it's just bloody good fun a lot of the time. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so, <clears throat> starting out in CrossFit, I think a lot of people, um, CrossFit's pretty, it's not at the point now where people are still asking, what is CrossFit? I think the general populace kind of have a, a fair idea of, of what goes on. Yeah, they certainly have a better idea. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But 
I think a lot of people are still very hesitant to take the plunge. Yep. It's very unknown to a lot of people. Yep. And a lot of people, there's, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's untrue to say that it's, it's a dangerous sport. Um, they've done studies that all sports are dangerous and CrossFit just falls in the same sure. bracket with football yeah, yeah, yep. and running and whatever. Yep. But to people that are wanting to start out, because I think there'd be heaps of people that, we had a guy on a trip um, last year that came on an adventure fit trip or, yeah, last year, and he'd never crossfitted before because he okay. was too nervous. Yep. He'd watched it on YouTube, it was his favorite thing, had all the t-shirts, dressed like you, crossfit to head to toe. <laughs> and he'd never done crossfit. He'd never done crossfit. He did his, wow. first, he did his first workout with um, Kenny Leverich at uh, OC CrossFit last year with us wow. on the first day, which was really cool. Okay, cool. But he didn't take the plunge because, his name is Sean, he's a great guy. Yep. He didn't take the plunge because he was nervous. Okay. What, what would you say to people that are out there that are kind of in the same position? Um, well, I mean, for somebody who's nervous... I think you just naturally ask why they're nervous. But I, I think a lot of people potentially are nervous about CrossFit because the thing that they see or they feel represents CrossFit are the CrossFit Games. Yes. And so they see the CrossFit Games and they see the level that those athletes are at. And then they think, oh, well, you know, if I walk into a CrossFit gym like that, is that what I'm going to be asked to do? Or is that what I'm going to have to do to not feel like I'm not keeping up? For sure. And if you, if you did that with any other sport, you'd feel exactly the same way. Like if you thought, oh, I'd like to go play, I'd like to go play some AFL, and then you went and watched, you know, the top dogs play AFL. You went to an AFL game. You'd probably be like, look, I can't, I can't handle the running in this. I can't handle Absolutely. the speed. So I actually use that same analogy when people come into mine. They're like, oh, but it's so scary, and all these people are so big and buff. And yep. just I use the AFL analogy. You yep. know, you go watch your under 11s. They've all got to start somewhere. Yeah, that's right. And I, I just think as soon as you understand that, you know, that that level of CrossFit is different to what you'll be asked to do in your first fundamentals at, at a CrossFit yep. affiliate, then all of a sudden you realize that you'll be yeah. fine yeah. What, sure. what do you think uh, <coughs> I actually think it's detriment to this to CrossFit itself to have CrossFit games as its image what's your opinion on the CrossFit games and is it healthy for CrossFit or is it a uh, detriment to it look the CrossFit games provide an amazing amount of exposure for the affiliates in terms mm. of people finding out what yeah, CrossFit yeah. is and yeah exactly and I think you know we talked about like we don't have to explain what CrossFit is as much anymore. And I think a big part of that is the CrossFit Games. Um, I think it's very, very important for CrossFit trainers and, and CrossFit clients and, and everyone involved in CrossFit to understand the difference between CrossFit as a sport mm. and CrossFit as a fitness program for life. Yeah, and definitely. That's, that's one of the challenges that people will face in terms of making that distinction clear to the person who wants to try CrossFit. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's a detriment only if there was confusion between those two things. Mm. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's uh, touching back on both those two points that both of you guys just spoke about. I think that, that the female side of it is put off more by the CrossFit Games because of the body types. Yeah, right. Because, and I think you probably would have gone through situations where girls have come in and said, I, I don't want to look like these big masculine buff <laughs> girls that you see in the CrossFit Games. Yep. And the truth of the matter is, 95% of the population won't and cannot. That's right. They will not build a body like that because they're not genetic freaks. Yep. It's like saying, I don't want to lift weights because oh, I don't want to look like... It's not just generic freaks, but it's hours of training a day. It's that's nutrition. Right. Yeah. You know, your GPP, right. your 40-year-old... Yeah. But it's like me saying, I don't want to go and get in the gym because <coughs> I don't want to look like... Uh, the great Carly. Who? Do you know the great Carly? No. Nah. Seven foot tall. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a, he's a WWE wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 him. Yeah. Come on, mate. Look, yeah. that's, sorry, I'm not a WWE fan. You know, that's all right. I, that's a yeah. That's a really difficult one, and, and you have to that's judge. Right. You have to judge how you. <laughs> very polite. <laughs> <laughs> he's to, Tommy, how did you get this? <laughs> I was walking past. Yeah. <laughs> um, Look, the thing is, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I, I disagree with the premise in that I actually think the female CrossFit Games athletes still are quite attractive. Oh, I, so do I. I, ha- I have no problem with so their body image whatsoever. <laughs> so the first thing I would address is why is it that you're scared to look like that? You um, know what? I think that CrossFit's done a great job to pick up female body image. Absolutely. And like the strong... The is, strong is sexy. Yep. Strong is sexy. Mm, yeah. yeah. Strong yep. over skinny Absolutely. kind of aspect. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the first port of call. And then mm. the second port of call, what, what you were speaking about, Mac, which is that... You know, you're not going to do a few back squats and then tomorrow morning wake up and be, you know, not fit in the bed. Like it just doesn't work yeah. like that. We all know how difficult it is to put on lean mass. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's just like that's just them not understanding the. But it is. Process. It's just an education, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, absolutely. But I uh, I just came off the affiliate solution um, with Scott War from CrossFit Vic. Yeah, cool. And uh, he said if one, if if every gym owner, uh, affiliate owner, put out just one positive comment mm-hmm. about either body image about. The, the the technique and the actual coaching that goes into CrossFit, yep. you would totally reverse the whole image that it has. Hmm. Um, yet, uh, you know, we don't for some reason. Explain that again. He was saying like, there's so many affiliates out there these yep. days that if just we all put up just one positive comment, we would change the opinions of almost everyone. Well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, there's 10, a lot. I mean, plus affiliates. That's right. There's a lot of power in the affiliates, and I think I think in general the affiliates all do really good work on that type of stuff. Um, perhaps they don't jump on social media and as vocal about it externally as as they could be. I mean, that's not a bad suggestion in Scott. But all the affiliates I've been at, when that conversation is had with a member, it's always done in the right in the right tone. So I think everyone's on the same page. Um, just perhaps it's not as they're not as vocal about it as what Scott's suggesting they could be, which is not a bad idea, I guess. Oh, he was just saying like that there's there's always uh, there's more negativity about or there's more negativity on social media about yeah. CrossFit yep. and that we have the power to change that. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I think there's almost more negativity about anything on social media, which, you know... Is, people is, just like to complain. That's right. I Fuck. almost feel like that sort of sells more yeah. than it does anything mm. else. So people like to have a go at CrossFit wherever they can. And the only people celebrating CrossFit are the people involved in CrossFit who know all the, all the good that yeah, it's done. Yeah, it just done, doesn't get know? the traction either, like yeah. you say. Yeah, it doesn't. Negative news sells newspapers. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So... <coughs> You've worked at uh, you've worked at in in China and you've worked at CrossFit Richmond for a long time, which is a very successful gym. Yep. I um, obviously with our listeners that are looking at this show, they're going to see Ed Morrison CrossFit HQ. They're going to be very um, they're going to want to listen to this episode. I'm big on tr- trying to figure out what um, what certain people think is the more important parts of building a good community because I think that's the most important. Obviously, programming is important. Keeping people fit and healthy is important <coughs> in a gym scenario. Very very important. Yeah, but the community is something that will keep everyone coming back. Yep, for sure. Just, just I don't know, just general thoughts on, you know, how, if you were to start an affiliate, where would you, uh, where would you, where set would I your start? Jeez, um, that's a good question. And uh, you know, starting up an affiliate is <laughs> it's a big task. Look, I, I honestly believe that the biggest contribution fitness uh, CrossFit has made to the fitness industry is its definition of fitness, which is work, sure. work capacity across broad time and model domains. Basically, your ability within your life, this is my own understanding of that definition or rewording it, to be able to go and do tasks, all different kinds of tasks that, l- that last for all different lengths, right? If you let <coughs> that be your guiding tenet, then everything else falls into place. 
how do I let a bunch of people who want to come and see me for, to get better at life, to get better at work capacity, how do I achieve that for them? And then everything from there falls into place. That will let you know what your programming looks like. That will let you know what your trainer ratios will look like. That will let you know what equipment you think is important because that is the ultimate goal. And then the community will be built you know, around everyone moving towards that goal. Oof. Mm. Jeez, that's good. What an answer. <laughs> I'm excited. Fuck. Was, was I, got, I got another. <laughs> yeah. He's got me. Was that, that was great. Was that a good answer? That was the answer. Yeah. Checkmate. No, it was good. <coughs> that was good. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> thanks. Have we, <laughs> <laughs> have we got any more? Yeah. We, uh, that's it. How are we doing? We want to we throw over to Tommy for a bit, Mac? Or? Let's do it. All right. All right. Um, Jingle? Well, the so the good, the bad, and the science is one of our um, favourite segments here on the show. Um, a lot of listeners love it. Um, big mention to uh, Steve Montgomery today, who's um, a big Steve fan of the back. show. He's back. He's a long-time listener. Hasn't called in yet. Um, <laughs> he uh, he's a made-up bloke. <laughs> but if there is a Steve Montgomery out there, please call him. <laughs> we need fans. <laughs> So the good about the science, this is um, something that we like to do. It's um, something uh, on news, um, something that's good, um, something that's bad, and it's a genuine bad. We like to um, have a bit of discussion about that. And then something sciencey um, that we pretend that we know everything about. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, right. Is the goal? It here, should be. Is the goal here to pseudoscience? Is the goal here to guess which one goes to which? Or no, no, um, they're, they're, that's, uh, that's not yeah, a bad. That's not a bad. That's, one. Right, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to stick around? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, just goes, he just goes through and lets us know. That's right. Okay, we'll go okay. on then. So, be good. Uh, this is a little story that I found on BBC Travel. When they were children living on opposite sides of the world, Christine Tin, as she's known, it's a bizarre nickname, Miguel, and Matt Mandino, <laughs> I should have read this before, had something in common. They were afraid, they were afraid of flying. Growing up as one of six children in the Philippines, Tin would hold her sister's hand in a tight grip whenever they flew. In the US, Matt was so nervous aboard boarding a plane that his parents had to drag him to the airport. I was afraid of heights too, says Matt. As they got older though, both were seized with a sense of wonderlust. Their desire to see the world outraged their initial fears and eventually they not only conquered their fear of flying, but they made it their careers and eventually met and fell in love. Now my question to you, Eduardos, is who was your first relationship? And is there still potential for a long lasting? What? <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> Do I actually have to answer that question? Yep. You certainly can. Moving on. Well, <laughs> uh, well does a four-day relationship count? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it does. It okay. surely does. Uh, if there I, was love involved. Well, I was in year eight. It's good. Uh, I was... Machine year eight? So there was... Her name, jobs her, name was, <laughs> her name was Nat. Went out for four days and then she gave me the boot. <laughs> that was, that was story, about it. Story of a lot. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. And I've never been in a relationship. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What was, yeah. uh, why'd she give you the boot? I don't know. Hey, have you seen it? Why, yeah. Yeah. Did, you say, did you say what grade was Fair. this? Uh, I was in year eight. This would have been around the time that you were third league best and fairest in the Q under 14s junior football. That team, is right? correct. So you would have been the very, quarterback of the I was very handy. Right. Yeah. Was she the lead head cheerleader and she just had nothing? Um, yeah, p- potentially. <laughs> or was she the Ruck Rover and not in the boys? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Yep. Ah, good stuff. Moving on. What do you got? <laughs> what do you got, Tommy? Okay, the bad. Um, the Hollywood studio behind the US film Dallas Buyers Club is no longer pursuing its piracy case against Australians accused of illegally downloading this movie. An Australian court in December has blocked the company from accessing 
accessing details of customers who illegally download the movie. A deadline to appeal against the court decision lapsed at noon on Thursday. My question, do you guys jump or have you ever jumped on the illegal downloading bandwagon? And if so, how did you or do you justify it? Mate, the last time I uh, downloaded something illegal or just downloaded was back in the day when we had Kazaa. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Good. Something like Kazaa. that. That's yeah, old school. Used to go home from primary Nap- school. Napster. Into- yeah, Napster. That's the one <laughs> I was thinking of. Yeah. 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 That's probably the last thing I downloaded. It's a while, isn't it? Oh, mate. I'm all over it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and I know, I know it's, I know it's, it's the the sad thing is it kind of destroys the industry that we're all trying to get entertainment out of mm. music or mm-hmm. TV. I mean, the only thing that I really download, I've got Netflix and Apple TV and everything set up. I've got entertainment on demand. You know, I listen to Spotify, but if it's a movie that has just come out and it's in between that I can't get anywhere else, that's where I'll download something. Yeah, or if there's like. Um, Netflix in Australia has a pretty shitty list of stuff so yeah, if there's right. something that I'm really hanging to see and we want, with you know someone sitting around and we want to watch it I'll download it but um, I'm, well, a, I'm a I, real jerk this might be like a bit of a plug for you boys but I actually watch much TV and I don't buy many CDs but I'll tell you what I do download a lot of podcasts mm. yes because cool. they're sort of guilt free because yeah. they're like you know you, you, you're supporting the podcast and they're free most and of them are free yeah and they're weekly a lot of them like yeah. a lot of the good ones for music are weekly so it's like that's a sweet way that's actually um Speaking of podcasts, that's all I listen to these days. Yeah, yeah right. Like at any during the day, <coughs> I'll be I'll ha- I'll be listening to Joe Rogan. Anything to do yep. with science, geography, history, psychedelics, sports, psychedelics. Yeah. Um, Sam Harris, Fighter and the Kid. I've got podcasts playing probably eighty percent of my waking day. I would say you're a lot more into it than I am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real nerd. Yeah. That's I'm right. a yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, podcasts are sick. But no, I I download stuff illegally. I'm not, you know. Uh, I know that it's wrong, but... I don't have time to watch movies and mm. shit. I'll, yeah. just, I'll just I'm literally boat, listen mate. to podcasts in the car when I'm traveling. Otherwise, yep. I'm reading a book or I'm out with mates. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I yep. try and get a movie. I do try and get a movie. And if I can finish work... I'm, I've had a good day if I can finish work by 8.30, you know? In the and morning. I, no, no. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Start at <laughs> What do you do? 8.30 p.m. You listen to podcasts. That's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I can finish up by 8.30 and then... I try and read for half an hour a day, so I do love reading. I try and get that in. And then but if I can sit down and relax to like a good doco or a good movie at mm. night at eight thirty and then just know that I'm not getting on my phone, I'm not checking emails, I'm my laptop's closed and mm. you know, over on the other side of the room, then I'm it does help me relax. So I try and get a movie in every day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. Oh, very good. Alrighty, and the science. Oh. All right. So scientists have found gravitational waves in Boom. black holes oh, yeah. this is, this is that good. collided together yeah. one billion years ago. I think it was one point three billion years 1. ago. One point three. Yep. Um, you wrote this down, didn't you? I researched it. You did. I knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. I got nothing. Though, I've got nothing. Black hole. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the ripple went for one tenth of a second. I'm just going to bang out facts to you. Let's let's hear them. Gravitational waves are the prediction of the theory of general relativity made. Uh, public and famous by Einstein. Their existence has been inferred by science, but only now directly detected. There are ripples in the fabric of space and time produced by violent events. Accelerating masses will produce waves that propagate to the speed of light. Detectable sources ought to include merging black holes and neutron stars. Detecting the waves (laughs) opens up to the universe to completely new investigations. So my question... Einstein's moustache or a meal prepared by Jamie Oliver? Which would you like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go the meal by Jamie yeah. Oliver. <laughs> yeah. It's good moustache. Yeah, it's good moustache. <laughs> I liked his hair. Jesus was good. Or lack thereof, pretty much. No, nah, he was like he'd been... I remember he'd like he'd been electrocuted. Yeah, yeah but he's bald on top, isn't he? 
Yeah, a little bald. Okay. Yeah. Like crusty <laughs> crusty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. He'll never come back. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Was. I tried to do a little bit of research on this because I knew it was coming. Yeah. They said it was the biggest discovery in the last 100 years, was it? Yeah, oh, century. Mate. They said there's a Nobel Prize in it. Yeah, it's a, like. a shoe-in for the Nobel Prize. The thing that sucks for me, and probably I would say, not having a go at you boys, but probably for everyone in this room, is... I fucking don't understand a thing no, about no, it. No, no, neither do I. So I understand it. Okay, go on. <laughs> no, no, neither do I. I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly don't get it. Like, I, I was so, sitting down for half an hour trying to get it. Do so you know, uh, no like, idea what it means. And part of, like, the, the intrigue of it all is that, like, not only did that happen, but there is actually science and people who are intelligent enough to figure this stuff mm. out. Well, like, that's just as amazing mm. as what happened that's that right. we can figure this that's out. That's right. Like, this is what, what I wrote down, because I knew this was coming, and I just did a little bit of research for myself. I wrote down this quote. The signal was seen on September 14th last year and was, was a result of two black holes that merged around 1.3 billion years ago. I know you mentioned that, but going back on that, that's what I don't understand. How the fuck... 1.3 billion. <laughs> yeah. Where, the, well, where they plug that from? I don't know, man. I don't Actually, know. And no, we can't prove them wrong either. They could have just said whatever. You know what? I reckon there's a lot of scientists out there that are just making shit up. Yeah. Well, no, we, got no, we got nothing to report this week, boys. Twisting them. Well, 1.3 billion years still gives you a fair bit of wiggle room, doesn't it? Yeah. It gives you, what, 300 million yeah. that I could have occurred like five like, years ago. That's yeah, right. Yeah, sure yeah. it wasn't 1.2, pal? But, yeah, um, I'll tell you what. Tell you what, though. Sorry to cut you off, mate. Go for it. I actually just had a thought about it then and I my understanding of this would be so the whole reason there is so much mystery behind a black hole is because we can't see beyond the event the event horizon of a black hole we have no idea what go, goes on in there it happens when a star um, collapses and implodes in on itself and that's what a black hole is it's just this huge thing that absorbs so much shit and I believe that that's a technical term yeah, that's right <laughs> I believe so general relativity um, was the idea um, about gravitation and um, the thing that they didn't understand like gravity worked in every single area of the universe except they were unsure about black holes because no one knows what goes inside a black hole or what happens inside there and the fact that they've measured gravitational waves uh, proves um, proves that his theory was on point because basically the idea with the theory I from my understanding is that either the whole theory of general relativity was um, didn't make any sense right um or it had to make sense, therefore gravity had to exist inside a black hole. And they've proven that it does. And now they've proven okay. that it does. And I think that's what it is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I think the, the analogy I use with Mac, because I said, like I said, I knew this was coming, I think it's a way to uh, study the universe more accurately. Mm. So the way that they, from what I understand, that the way that they fi- uh, found the, bl- uh, the gravity wave was they, it's a warping of time and space, mm. but only on an atomic level. So a gravity wave will pass through your body, Ed. Yep. Instead of being six foot two and 3,000 atoms, you'd be six foot two, 2,999 atoms tall. Right. So it, it warps time and space. And being able to see that is uh, akin to being able to look further back into the history of time and space. Mm. You need to stop looking at me like I can approve or disapprove what you're saying because <laughs> all I've got is chest up, knees out. <laughs> <laughs> you keep looking all at right, me like I'm going to... All right, let's move on. I reckon we sounded like scientists then. Yeah. <laughs> I think we was all right. You yeah, might have. Fucking yeah. We're all right. We're around it. <laughs> that was good. Uh, back, to, back to CrossFit. Um, so I've got a bunch of stuff that I wanted to discuss with you, Ed. Sure. Um, on... Uh, on 
CrossFit and, and CrossFit HQ themselves. Sure. And remember, so, just, just so the listeners are clear, remember, I'm just a seminar staff member, so I'm just teaching level one course, so just so, just so everyone's clear on that. For sure. Yep. But as far as CrossFit goes in this sure. room, you are the authority. I can, I can answer some questions. You, you are. As a CrossFitter, yeah. As a you are Mr. CrossFit. <laughs> Look at your dress. You've got the fucking, what are they, Nano 5s? Nano 5s, mate. And beautiful heel. <laughs> beautiful <laughs> heel. Wouldn't wear anything else. Well done. Breathable mesh on the yeah. toe. Oh, it's it's 69.99. Reebok. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the first thing I want to discuss is the the level one. So you teach the level one, obviously. People yep. can go for a two-day seminar and I've done it, I did it twice. I, f- I passed the first time oh. but I wanted to do it a second time because I didn't, yep. I didn't, um, I didn't start coaching for six or nine months afterwards. It was sure. great. I love the course. I think it's fantastic content. Yep. The problem I see with it and, and that a lot of people see with it is the problem that some people go out and open a gym with not much more than level one yep. who aren't the sharpest tools in the shed. Okay, right. so, these, so cowboys can go out and start a gym. I believe without a level th- uh, three and four in fitness, that's the Australian equivalent of a personal trainer um, degree for yep. anyone else that's not listening from show. So... I see that as a problem. Um, I was, I was hoping that I'm not involved in CrossFit anymore. But I just thought that the natural progression might be that once CrossFit had flooded the market and had established itself a real stronghold in the fitness community, which it has. Yep. I was. This is just a hypothesis that I came came up with. But I thought that they might tighten the process, tighten the screws on what it takes to become an affiliate owner, because there's a lot of people out there that are that are devaluing a brand of a of a really good brand. Absolutely. Do you agree? There's a fair bit of meat to that question. <coughs> I uh, I don't I don't know where to start. Well, go with it wherever you like. Okay. Uh, first of all, the level one, um, the, the CrossFit level one course is is really comprehensive. I know it's only a two day course, but it's it's really comprehensive in terms of philosophies that you would need to apply to be an effective trainer, and in terms of you know basic foundational movements and how you would need to look at them if you want to become a trainer. So let's let's acknowledge what needs to be acknowledged, which is the level one course itself really, really is a great starting point. Yep, agreed. But one of the first things that's said to most of the participants is that it's exactly what it is. It's a starting point. And, you know, it's it wouldn't... Um, I don't... Th- I think, like, it's a fallacy if people think that participants are doing their level one with zero experience in anything and then on the Monday they're opening up an aircraft hangar and teaching the snatch to 50 people. That is not the progression that is being put forward and that's not really that's the progression that anyone's taking. That's right. I'm not probably going to that length with my, yeah, with yeah. my uh, example, but I just think that there's a lot of people out there that should be more highly skilled because at the end of the day, part of the reason that CrossFit gets um, frowned upon by some people, some people don't choose to do it is because they hear of injuries and injuries come from a lack of knowledge and bad coaching basically. Yeah. Well, I don't know of any other course that has as much practical content as the level one does in terms of actually being a trainer and actually getting somebody else or observing somebody move and seeing how you can make them move better. So you mentioned the level, uh, the what is it, sort of three and four? Yep. Three, four yeah. yeah, like I've done, I've done that, and I did that entirely on my laptop. I didn't move away from my laptop at any point in time. I so. taught the snatch in my level four. What they do Olympic lifting in level four? I taught. Yeah, there was an Olympic lifting day, and the guy there was a guy Richie who did the um, the um, hypertrophy training day, and the, the next day he was busy. So in the level three four, there was a girl that got up there, and she grabbed a broomstick, and she's like, "Okay, guys, so we're gonna go through the snatch today." Uh, so you have your hands. You're not just... talking about level four CrossFit. You're talking about level no, no, four. level four um, personal training. Yep, yep. personal training. Yep. Um, she goes. 
I'm, you're just going to put your hands outside your hips. And like she was quivering it. And, and I said, oh, and I was trying my best not to be a jerk, but I had to pull her up. I'm like, oh, your hands should be a little wider. You should be wider than the bar should be. So I yep. started kind of correcting her without trying to be a fuckhead, but she literally had never done Olympic lifting before in her life. Yep. Mm. What course was this? Let's name it. Uh, yeah, the wear, the wear, like AIF. Uh, I'll, I'll rag him out. It was absolutely. the... Um, <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> Who was it? It was F by A Fit Nation. Yeah, that's, yep. that's it, fucked. It's fucked. So what happened was, so I've, I've been pulling her up on the, um, on the snatch. Like I said, I didn't want to do it, but she was saying like dangerous stuff. Olympic lifting is dangerous. You don't yep. want to tell people incorrect information. So I was putting my hand up. Oh, don't you think maybe you should use hook rib and this and that? Anyway, she's gone to do the clean and jerk. She stood up and she, uh, she goes, would you like to teach it? Do you, do you want to get up here and teach it? Wow. And, and I was like, yeah. Right, guys, <laughs> grab your broomsticks. Here we go. Yeah. So <laughs> she was teaching the snatch and then she demoed the clean and jerk. She we taught the she taught the snatch like in yeah. front of the class and we broke out and did some stuff with it and then yeah. like half an hour later we went back and went to do the clean and jerk yeah and and I went up there and I taught it yeah but that's what I'm saying is I agree with you Ed, that the cert three and four is a heap of shit in a lot of cases I have a question yep how long ago was this because I uh, think the cert, yeah cert three and four I know has changed since CrossFit's come in <clears throat> mm, they're yep. now starting to teach that stuff when mm. I did it oh, I did it in two thousand seven. Uh, there was just hypertrophy. Yeah. There was I, nothing to do I, with clean snatches. I don't, like I took my three or four probably seven or eight years ago and I, I don't think it's particularly bad but I think one thing that it doesn't offer that it, in my experience because I did mine online I didn't, I wasn't required to participate mm, yeah. and, and I think that's really important because as we all know as being trainers or at trainers at one point that <coughs> it's a practical skill for sure. that needs to be put forward. The, uh, the cert three and four I did actually as well there's another thing that came up so they'd have, uh, they'd have the slides that you'd be going through and you'd be taking notes and stuff. And they'd put slides up and they'd go, and the, the lecturer would go, uh, okay guys, um, this information was from 1993. It's actually the second line and the third line have since been proven false. So actually, I'm like, change your fucking slides. Wow. <laughs> like, it, was, it was just, it was pretty and, rubbish. And, and just to rag these people out again, who was this? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're no, really no, taking, I'm, I'm legit. Taking taking a few people F, to uh, it was FIA Fit Nation. Yeah, don't go. That's fucked. Any <laughs> listeners from FIA Fit, FIA Fit Nation? Fuck you. No, no, no. But uh, that's a bit over the top. I think that's where I did mine and I had a relatively good experience. So yeah, well, oh, shut up. If I Fit, fit Nation, please don't yeah, sue Don't sue me. No, I'm just being... That's a really good experience. You sat by yourself every day. CrossFit. Do you know what? Do you know what? Like, here's the deal. I think any of the courses that you do from anybody, provided they are absorbed in the context of where you know you're at as a trainer, then you can use them for good. It's when you potentially put them in the wrong place and or, or, or think that they will give you skills which they don't because you need to practice that stuff. That's when it becomes problematic. But that doesn't well, mean... I would, I, would, I would say that's a fair call. Like, I don't, I don't know if... You know, I didn't do FIA Fit Nation. I did um, Exercise Research Australia or something, and they were they were teaching people how to become good at health consultations and good gym floor instructors and stuff. And then I went. That's and what my CrossFit. Cert three was. Yeah. And then Cert four was more nutrition and PT. Nutrition and PT. Like yeah. yeah, but I think mine was more kind of like we're teaching her how to become good at this skill. Yeah. And they they wouldn't teach us a snatch because I don't think they felt they were required to. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. If you're not confident teaching it, or if it's yeah. But like, I would ask him, like, you know, um, go on, Bill. 
<laughs> Tommy. Hey, what, I, what, what I'm getting at, I'm not going to ask Ed this because I know what he's... No, no, that's fine. No, you can ask me. I, I just wanted to, just, just so we understand it in the context of the conversation, it, is, it isn't simply a matter of just getting your old 1-0 and opening up an affiliate. There is an application process. Um, yes. I couldn't tell you exactly what it is purely. It's not very thorough. You have to write a, th- you have to write a letter, right? Yeah, there's, there's some stuff like that. And, and, and look, like 25 words yeah, or more, I think. If I can, uh, if I can open them up my own. I just said... Mac passed first go. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing, the thing I, I, is, <laughs> hey, I'm... Yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I got my translator to uh, translate for me. <laughs> there are certainly... Reje- there are rejections, though. There's yeah. No, no okay. doubt about that. So, you okay. know, it's not, it, isn't, it isn't a free-for-all, absolutely. Look, yep. what I was going to say, because I know I've just... I've just my, my question is, and my... What I would think would happen is that it would need to be a level two. Yeah. A level two sort of... That's what I think the answer is for me, because that's a practical application that you get coached by other coaches of your abilities. Um, and you have to have a certain amount of experience to do the level two, correct? You have to have, or is it uh, recommended? It's, or? it's suggested, yet, yeah, that you have a certain amount of coaching hours before 12, 12 you. Months or yeah, it's, 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 it doesn't, it's at least six months with some coaching hours between yeah. level one and level two. It's, it's suggested. That, that's, look, that makes more sense to me. Uh, I mean, we've discussed that we don't have to really probably. But they don't teach anything business. It's just, it's, you learn it and you can apply it in whatever, you get a lot of freedom. You I can don't, apply it any way you want. That's right. Look, for, for an ex- a successful affiliate, and we've all been involved in affiliates, I don't think there is a course where you could say, hey, if you don't take this, it won't be good. Or if you do take this, it will be good. Mm. Because we know that what goes into an affiliate is a super complex, super complex thing and it requires a heap of care. And I just, I, you know, it's there is no perfect model, but no, uh, it's just the movement stuff that uh, for me, you know, yep. you want to be well well versed in movement, and I just think there's some people out there that aren't. And yeah, there's there's people always going to get that for sure. What's that? You're always going to get that. Yeah, you're right. I suppose there's going to be good and bad in any field. You look at and anyone that's the bad been open, will probably not, not succeed. You look at any affiliate that's, that's been right, open that's for exactly a couple right. of years, and they've totally changed their model. And they've just grown and adapted, and they probably yep. started off with 10, 15, 20, 30 clients, and they've really basic and then as they've grown to 100 members plus and they've got interns they change their programming a bit and they, and they grow and develop and I think if you're smart once you come out of level one you, you can only teach basic stuff and that's yeah. and that's exactly what's suggested it's like yeah. hey you know come out of level one go grab your neighbour one on one and teach them how to air squat you know that's the first thing you should do cool um, <clears throat> I had a bunch of stuff so this is the <laughs> you want to get in on this should we do the creep first or should we get onto it now uh yes yeah you, what do you got Tommy you got something else lined up for us oh it's pretty bin but uh yeah I've got something for you <laughs> what, was so, the, what was the process of hiring him <laughs> <laughs> he forced himself forced himself upon <laughs> I did I needed a mate so this story comes from Ashley Cooper who's a long time listener of the show <laughs> God after <laughs> the book of Creep oh yeah come on mate the book of Creep <laughs> All right, good. So, this is just a creepy story to give you uh, the background of what the book Creep is, uh, Eduardos. After going 90 miles a minute all week long, my boyfriend and I wanted to stay home and relax. What better way than to watch movies? So, we get the air mattress out and set it up in front of the TV in the middle of the living room, which I might add is all open, has vaulted ceilings, connects to the dining room and the kitchen, then the door to their parents' room. And you can see the stairs leading upstairs to more bedrooms in the loft that walks into the music room. We decided we wanted popcorn and a few other snacks and drinks. Once we were finished, we started flipping through the channels. Both of us were feeling a few scary movies when we came across Paranormal Activity 2. Now, if you have read my previous stories, which we all haven't, you know damn well I hate those movies and have not been capable of sleeping in my own room still to this day. But thinking since we are at his house, I felt safe. 
we can watch the movie. But lucky me, I fell asleep halfway through the movie considering the ending scared me the most. Hours pass when I wake up to the TV blaring, of course, scaring me half to death and not wanting his dad to wake up mad. I jumped up real quick and shut the TV off. I laid back down and a few minutes had passed when I started hearing the sound of chairs being scooted across the floor. My boyfriend, this is genuine by the way, my boyfriend <laughs> was to, a friend of a friend of mine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my boyfriend was to the back and his dog. I'm sorry. That, uh, Dixie, the dog's like, name. Yeah. Dixie, the dog's name, <laughs> was snuggled up next to me. I tried to think back, was someone else up? What day was it? Does his parents have to work? Is it one of his brothers? As I lay there, Dixie started to growl, and this is when I started to panic. I continued to lay there motionless until her hair on the back of her head started to stand and the noise only 10 steps away became louder and more prominent. Wind it up, Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they all died. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Dixie gets in a defensive stance and starts to bark with her snarls. Now, by this time, I start mule kicking my boyfriend, trying to wake him up. I guess between me kicking and Dixie barking, he finally wakes up startled and realizes Dixie's tone. He flies up and turns the light on. No one was there. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, boy. All right, this is your last show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but, but apparently, all the stuff in the other room was scattered around the kitchen. Coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think it's clear what's going on there. Yeah. Ghost. <laughs> Fuck all. <laughs> that was good, Tommy. <laughs> nah, don't pump him up. That was <laughs> shit. That was horrible. If this is half time, you're on track. What yeah. about Three votes. Hey, Three votes. Remember during the week, Tommy goes, I think I'm going to change Booker Creep to real short, real sharp. <laughs> yeah. Was that last week? Yeah. <laughs> that was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the club mix. I panicked. <laughs> you get really nervous. Ah, I love it. Good stuff. Yeah, so we're going to, to dig into a little bit of, um, bit more of the CrossFit stuff. Sure. And um, yeah, I, I had a, I had a problem with, um, with some. It's getting hot real quick. It's getting hot and yeah, cold. Yeah, put the yeah, aircon on. Yeah, put the aircon on. I'll put it at uh, 20, twenty-three. Twenty-three is a good number. Twenty-two. <laughs> twenty-three, mate. Now nah, can we put on twenty-two? Michael Jordan. Well, no, it's just oh, an, nice. it's an even number. Yeah, some people Ooh. like that. Yeah. No, 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 Gwen fuck Manton. it. No, no don't. No, he's, stu- he's stuffed up don't his last seat. <laughs> I'll freak out, mate. I'll get antsy. I'll give you another book of crepe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give you 22. Thanks, pal. I know you wouldn't. If you're over here next time, you can fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so mo- moving on. Um, so the CrossFit Games, in the Open a couple of years ago, yep. they uh, decided to move the goalposts mid- mid-open. They've, okay. done it, they've done it a number of times. Okay. And I think it just takes away from the legitimacy of the sport. Okay. If a rule's in place, CrossFit's very young. So, yeah, they, young. Uh, yep. obviously... What do you mean by move the goalposts? Yeah, you're going to have to give me this specific Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, where CrossFit is not AFL players. So, so, um, so with, there was a workout last year, I believe, that ended up with a Max Clennon jerk. Uh-huh. And people workout were one. taking... What's that? 15.1. Yep. So, it was a workout, a five-minute break, and then Max Clennon jerk. Yep. And... After some weightlifters started mm. joining affiliates and, and exploiting a loophole or exploiting the rules as they were written, CrossFit went back and changed the rules and announced that you have to have given CrossFit uh, you have to give you have to have given fifteen point one a serious going over to have your scores of fifteen point one 
A. B or A, yes. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Uh, a, validated. Which, if people had have known that two weeks prior, mm-hmm. people would have been able to do that. It's They were exploiting a loophole, but if you're going to write rules, you've got to stick to the rules. And yeah. there's been a number of instances that this has happened. Look, I, I, I you know, I, I remember the incident and I remember sort of the, I guess, the controversy, if you will, that ensued. I mean, I think, like you said, CrossFit is a very young sport and we're dealing with a sport, especially with the CrossFit Open, that has a lot of complexity to it, just in terms of how many variables there are. It's it's difficult to manage. I, I think it is understandable that there will be situations where they're in the grey, if you will, with a new sport with that many variables. I do agree there, yes. And I just, I just think the powers that be have to take each thing as it comes and we can't necessarily expect them to dream up of every possible scenario that could take place during a workout. I really agree with their decision with what they did there because I think I think we all would agree as CrossFitters the intent of that workout was what can, what can you clean and jerk mm. after you hit that yeah, first piece sure. as hard as you for can. Sure. And, you know, does it legitimize, does it delegitimize the sport? I, I don't think so. I think when circumstances change, you change that your mind with them. Not as a whole, because you get these weightlifters coming in chasing some coin. They don't, they don't give a shit whether they, uh, <laughs> how, what impact they have on the sport. They just want to come in and win some money. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's really great and, and pretty strict rules now about what you would need to do to qualify for a team. So what I, what I do like is that you can see the rules are being updated each year mm. in relation to any issues that might have taken place last year. That's cool, for sure. And, and I, th- I, think, I think after seeing that issue once, I can almost guarantee you won't see that issue again. I agree. And I think that's the right way to go. It's a young sport, so you have to still yep. evolve and you have to figure out what you, what you need to put in place. Yep. And constantly varied yep. means you're going to constantly come up with new problems that you weren't aware yeah, exactly, of. Yeah, exactly. So I'm with all that. I just... Remember the Joel Bowden thing a couple of years ago with the Richard <laughs> Footy Club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for the listeners, um, it was a controversial play in, in the AFL. It was a controversial cool. play that, that the next year got, got changed. It I shaped the rules. Shaped, yeah, shaped, shaped the, the rules. rules. The, next yep. year, the next year it got uh, the rule, a rule got put in place that took away from this controversial play. It's not worth me describing to the listeners, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, but, I understand what but you're the, saying. But the, the thing is, the AFL didn't say halfway through the game, hey, Joel, you can't do that. <laughs> Take that back. That's the problem I had with it. Yep. I do agree that it's a, it's a pretty fucking hard job starting yep. a new sport. So and and look, that. the AFL did change the rules on that one in the end. And, and like just like we discussed, the intent of the CrossFit workout was that you hit the Metcon as hard as you can, then try and do a max lift. The intent of the rush behind rule, which is the one that was was uh, yep. changed, is the intent is that it comes off hands, it's a point. The intent was never you could use it as a time waster by just sure. hand-rolling the ball across not, the line. Why not exploit the rules to, uh, you know, as Tim Ferriss said in his four-hour work week or something like that, yep. when he was younger, it's, forgive me if the story's wrong, it was no, 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 uh, no. judo or something like that, and he knew that he could uh, exploit the rules on a technicality to yep. win. And I think... So why... He became a world sh- uh, he national champion. He, yeah, yeah, he did something special. And, and, yeah. I, and that's why I think that for the people who were doing what we're talking about, which is not really sandbagging 15.1 and then doing a massive clean jerk at 15.1a, I don't hold them. I, I don't hold that against them. But what they do need to do is once the powers of B step in and say, "Hey, that's not that's not on," then they react to it and we all go home <coughs> happy. You know, they tried to exploit the rules. Powers of B tell them you shouldn't do that, and then that's the end of the scenario. It just should have been waited. It should have been in, brought in after. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe we might have to disagree. <laughs> we, might, we might have to disagree. We on got one. him. Oh, no, we might have to disagree on that one. Actually, yeah. we had him there. Yeah, we might have to disagree on that one. Sweet. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more question. You got anything back in the, uh, on this kind of line of, line of thoughts? Oh, I could. Yeah, go yeah, for it. They're good discussions to have, boys. You know. 
Uh, no, I'm saying I could. I don't know. I'm not saying oh. I do. Oh, I right. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I could, but I've got nothing now. <laughs> okay, so this is the last one. This I've discussed this with you, Ed, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to get out of you with this one because we discussed this in the confines of our working environment, probably 50 metres away from any human being, and you were whispering your canned answer to me. So, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got you now, mate. Right, right, so, so the situation. This is that. one. This is one. This is a very serious topic, though. Might yep, I, sure. Might add. So, I had a really big problem. Uh, I stopped coaching CrossFit six, or probably nine to twelve months ago. This incident happened twelve to fifteen months ago, maybe something like that. It was, and it was an incident where CrossFit HQ went on their Instagram and posted a photo of a bear. Um, so it's the bear photo incident. So, so it was a big brown bear that had been skinned, uh, you know, and hung up as a as an ornament, and that's fine. <clears throat> I don't. I'm not into hunting. I I, I don't particularly like killing animals. I, I you want to you want to go and do that? That's fine. I have no problem if that's something that you get kicks out of. Whatever. But CrossFit put it up there. Oh, it's got nothing to do with CrossFit, and it was going to take it was going to take uh, a lot of heat and a lot of vitriol from from people. Yep. And they knew that. So I think that was a bad move. But again, I'm not, you know, whatever, yeah, right. kind of do what you want. The thing that happened after that was there was, there, was, um, there was a reply, a lot of comments that came through from all the followers that said, this has got nothing to do with CrossFit. How can you put this mm. up? There's a lot of people that are against this kind of stuff, blah, 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 blah. So getting a lot of people up in, up in arms. And what happened was CrossFit HQ replied to all these people with puns. Mm. With, uh, I think one was, um, bear with us while we take yeah, this photo that's down. Right. Um, it's, pretty funny. it's impossible to disagree <laughs> with you. Like, kind of funny if you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but seriously, like, I mean, yeah, and a bunch, a bunch more bear yep. puns to the listeners. Yeah, I remember uh, the, the. I remember the incident. Yep. To their followers, and I mean, there's a lot of people. Mac, you're one of them that have your whole livelihood is built around the name CrossFit, basically. Not everything. You're, you've got, you got investments. You've got other things you're going to yeah. do. So that's, that's not exactly the case, but you know where I'm... But my main business is CrossFit, and I get fucking pissed off that CrossFit do a lot of damage to CrossFit. You pay for that name. Exactly. And yeah, I I've sometimes hate CrossFit HQ, and uh, I hate you, Ed. <laughs> I'm not feeling safe in this apartment anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. They don't do a lot to, or they do. They do do some good things, of course, but they they do a lot to, uh, you know, make it hard for us. Okay. I don't know what you have to say about it, Ed. I just, um, um, it's not a, it's not an isolated incident. I won't go on about it, but there was, an, there was an incident as well, where there was a, an, a dead alligator getting overhead squatted. Same thing, mm. big kick up, big fuss from all the followers. People didn't like it. Yep. So CrossFit's reply to that was to post their next two photos on their Instagram were someone wrestling an alligator and someone with an alligator skin fucking coat on or something. Like that's, that's it's not an isolated incident. And yep. I just think it's silly. Look, well, first of all, I got a lot of respect from where Max coming as an affiliate owner. Like that's, that's, a, that's a place, that's a, I can understand his, his passion on this one. Um, look, first of all, what I'll say is, everything, pretty much everything CrossFit HQ does is for the good of the affiliates. Things like the CrossFit Games, the Regionals, the Open, the CrossFit Tour, the daily programming, all the content in the journal. That is free access for the affiliates and they get to use that and that brings people into they their They do gyms. a fantastic job yep, of that. Yep. So the, all that stuff is, is, is like, like a lot of that stuff, the affiliates 
almost at times don't need to worry about marketing certain stuff because HQ is just pumping out such great content like that. Um, but the cool thing about the affiliate model is that it isn't a franchise. So, you know, what, what <coughs> like, uh, you know, if McDonald's HQ says, we're selling this burger, it's like, you're selling that burger tomorrow if you're a McDonald's owner. The thing about being an affiliate owner is that you can, you can teach the squad how you want to teach the squad. You can run classes how you want to run classes. You can buy the equipment you want to buy. You can program what you want to program. And on issues like that one, you can buy into it or you can stay clear of it. And I, I've got to be honest, I was involved across at Richmond at the time. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that the affiliate was negatively affected by the picture of a bear on CrossFit.com the previous day. Do you think more, yeah. though, that it's more of a bad representation of CrossFit um, for maybe people that are on the cusp of joining an affiliate or something, though? Maybe people that aren't sure and they see something like that and go, oh, if this is what they're about. Um, don't think you're going to say fired. Are you going to get fired if you say... No, I do, but I just don't. Mm. I just don't. Mm. No, I don't. Yeah, mm. I, I disagree. I, I looked at it from the side of... Um, because what happened was Rob Forte, he came out and made a big statement about it. He said, this is, this is atrocious. My brand, my business, my life is built around the name CrossFit that I pay $3,000 a year for. And then a big shit fight kind of started between Rob and I think one of the Russes. I believe it was Russell Berger. Yes. I think he he posted I'm not 100% sure on that. I'm pretty sure. Is he some dude? He just works for CrossFit. I think he manages the Instagram. Right. Possibly. I know that there was him and Rob that were going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And in this post, there was hundreds and hundreds of affiliate owners that were of the same opinion. I just think there's no no publicity, uh, no such thing as bad publicity is a saying for a reason. So I know why CrossFit would do this. Yep. I just don't think it's good for the overall... I, I disagree. I And I would, was interested to hear Max's thoughts on it because I don't think it's good for the growth of CrossFit. And CrossFit has some sort of a stigma, whether you agree or not, with a lot of people that don't, for some reason or another, don't like CrossFit. And yeah. it's a fucking great thing. It's a great thing. It, it makes people's... It saves people's lives. It builds friendship and huge communities of, of friends in an instant. I moved to the city and I started working across affiliate. I had hundreds of friends. Yep. There's amazing things that it does. And I think it should do its best to, to keep that momentum uh, look, going. I mean, CrossFit yeah. HQ sinks its teeth into some, some issues. And I think there was a, you know, we talked about the female body image before. Yep. Um, you know, I guess the hunting one might be, I haven't seen a heap of that since, since that. But the one right now is um, the campaign against Big Soda. And uh, I've I got to say, I sort of like that sort well, of... That's a, good stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that like sort of thing's good. Mm, that's yeah. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's... Uh, like I said, the affiliate model allows yourself to, you know, associate yourself with that, that stuff when you want to and then pull back where you want to as well. So I think, like, I, I, I really feel, and I think the stats would suggest this because participation in the open, the amount of affiliates around the world, the growth of the affiliates it would suggest that that stuff actually isn't negatively affecting the growth of CrossFit. Mm. You might not like it, you might not agree with it, but it actually isn't negatively affecting the growth of CrossFit. It isn't the picture of a bear or an alligator in an overhead squat. That is not stopping people walking into your gym. I respectfully mm. disagree. <laughs> that's but that's cool. That's cool. Um, all right. What are we... Uh, you want to you wanna get nine from nine? What are we doing? Yeah. Let's what's, do nine from nine. nine? We're... Uh, Nine from nine is 
Nine from nine is uh, three questions from Mac, three questions from myself, three questions from uh, from Tommy. Like quiz questions yeah, or mate. personal? I just, questions. I just general, just general shooting. You shooting. need to, uh, you need to buckle up because we go fast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> personal. <laughs> you normally start us off, Dan. I can start us off. Yeah. Uh, does he know this? You have sixty seconds. Yeah, sixty answer. seconds. Oh, to get so nine. If we don't have a clock going, but you got sixty seconds. Short. We just want a nice answer. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, what's your morning ritual? Uh, get up and eat four poached eggs uh, four boiled eggs yeah, you've got a minute Ed no. <laughs> honestly that's not it that's you've got, you, you got 45 more seconds do you boil them the night before <laughs> no so you just get up boil your eggs you don't dress you don't do anything <laughs> that is bizarre boils <laughs> these eggs in the nude no shower <laughs> I, sl- I sleep dressed <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> do you meditate uh, no Fuck your I wish I wish I did. I tell you what, <laughs> yeah, I've started right. it, and it's one of the best things. Yeah, I, I was very yeah. against spirituality. Tommy's big, big man on it. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Yep, uh, I like it in theory. I just doesn't yeah. hasn't worked for me yet. Yeah, I'm big on it. And uh, going back to your probably last date in year eight, I was going to say, uh, what's your best date you've ever been on, or what's the best date idea you have that you could potentially do next time Valentine's Day tomorrow for the oh fuck this isn't going to come out before then jeez <laughs> uh, uh, I have not I have not done a good date for a while um, I've got nothing no honestly. well then what's your idea I'm a sexy man or woman <laughs> whatever you whatever man. you uh, <laughs> go for I just do the classic dinner and drinks when I can honestly, do you, I'm do you something romantic yeah. Yeah. something what's your, what's your coolest movie um, do you have a move Nup. I don't. No, seriously. Nope. I've got nothing. I've got nope. nothing. <laughs> Mate, you're really inspiring me to date you. <laughs> they were hard questions. Celibacy. Okay. We've all been there. <laughs> Queen, Ma- Queen Mikasella. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, sorry about that. Nah, you're right, mate. Yep. So, um, I've got three for you. So, <clears throat> are you a well-travelled man? I actually don't know this about you. Yep. yep. Well, well enough. Yep. Yep. Um, the, what's your favourite place you've ever been? It can be a city, can be a country, can be a, a small town, can be anywhere. Where's your favourite place? New York. New York. Yep. Why so? Uh, I think it was just, we were there on Christmas. I was there with my family and I'd never experienced a city of that magnitude at the time. Did you go to White Christmas? Uh, no, we didn't really. We got a bit of snow, but not, yeah. a, not a White Christmas. Yeah. So that just, it just blew me away and I, I wasn't very well travelled when I did it. Yeah, mm. that yep. been it just yeah, it was incredible for epic, me. Epic, I could imagine. Yep. Um, <clears throat> same same train of thought. If you had anywhere that you could go in the world, or, or your next your number one destination you want to go to, where would that be? Dream destination. Uh, I'd love to see Africa. Yep, I just feel I know nothing about it. I look at an African map, and there's countries that I haven't even recognised, and mm. I just sort of feel like I've sort of touched base with the rest of the world at times, but Africa, I'm completely and utterly unaware of. So I feel like I have to go do that at break, some stage. Break your teeth in uh, at uh, South Africa and Zimbabwe. I've, that's all I've done of Africa. Right. And South Africa is my favourite country. Yeah, cool. It's fucking incredible. Yep. Padded, padded lions, dope with sharks, time, uh, climb table mountain, world-class surf, nightlife. The, it's great. Yep. Great. Do you know I'm still thinking about my best date? <laughs> I'm still trying to think about Have it. you been on Ada? <laughs> Mate, I'm, uh, I'm free tonight. If is, you want to, uh, is, Tinder, is Tinder alive over in the uh, in the Republic? I uh, wouldn't know, mate. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the last question that I have is um, you're on a deserted island. What are your three 
things that keep you sane over there or three things you take with you? Do I have to think about like essentials or am I just thinking about things nah, that Nah, like stuff, stuff, essentials. You've got food, you've got a toothbrush. What else Fle- do you want? AFL football. You want a TV with footy playing? Huh? No, no, no. Oh, an, 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 actual, football. an actual football. Okay. Um, an AFL, a TV with AFL football <laughs> playing. <laughs> just and the one general. And <laughs> a barbell with some weights. What are you gonna do with the football? Just kicking yourself on the beach? Yeah, two goalposts, <laughs> a barbell. Seriously, I went down. To the, I went down had a kick a few months ago when I was here, and was I was down there for about fifty minutes. Yeah. Every every set shot five points down. The sirens <laughs> gone. Yeah, just dead. Dead. and he's kicked a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's then you started. You started. So, uh, drawn game. Yeah. 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 We're going to extra time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. that's, that's me, Tommy. Um, chess or snakes and ladders? Chess. Yeah, okay. Good answer. Um, I agree. What do you do when you've got some downtime? Wank. Music. Apart from the obvious. <laughs> music. Yep. 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 Def- definitely podcasts and exploring music that I haven't listened to. Yep. Yep. Well, I what? Re- Ooh. Sorry. You go, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I really, really like electronic music and I like all the different genres and I, I pretty much just, like, let it take me where it takes me and listen to podcasts the and then someone no <laughs> listen, to, listen to podcasts and then like see another podcast and they're like doing some genre I've never heard of and I just yeah what podcast sorry buddy what podcast do you listen to Arjuna yeah I listen to Arjuna Deep a lot which is like sort of progressive house I do still listen to Group Therapy which is above and beyond but it was better when it was trance around the world these are podcasts these are podcasts music oh, yeah. podcasts yeah I listen to JTEC's podcast right. um, yeah I would listen to a lot I download four or five a week regularly and then others just as they go they like a radio show, like with music involved, or they just no, music? It's just two hours of music, and the, the people come over and oh, talk about playlist. people yep. just record their sets. And really? Stuff. Yeah, I've never right. actually seen that. I heard that. Oh, First great. time you got me on it was Eric Prince did, I think, oh. a Juno Deep, I yeah, think, right. and it was amazing. Yeah. And then I think I got you onto Clapcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So a one all. I'm happy yep. about that. <laughs> yeah. So music um, for sure. Cool. And uh, finally, favorite Harry Potter character. I think it has to be Ron Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta gotta and, stick uh, up with the boys. Yeah, which was the right. favourite movie that you enjoyed acting in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fourth. No, Ron, Ron Weasley. Isn't there a new Harry Potter book coming out? Is that true? Is that bullshit? I think I saw it and I saw it floating around on Unilad and all those all those um, sharing things on Facebook. You don't know what's true anymore, do you? No. Like, I things no. can get massive and you're like, is this real? Yeah. Like, until it's actually there. But Jay, uh, uh, Rowling, whatever her name is, Jay, Jay Rowling? JK. JK. JK Rowling. She wrote it, but it's a script of some sort that's not a written novel. Is it something where the, the lead protagonist is a, not Harry Potter? No, it's not a movie. It's uh, sorry. It's not a book. It's a script. I've, I've heard about this. I don't understand. She she was she went out and clarified that. Hold your horses, gang. I'm not a. The world exploded. All yeah, the Harry yeah, Potter yeah, nerds mate. were jizzing in their pants. I'll be honest. This sounds dangerous to me. Like, I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not a Harry Potter man. But if you were to compare Star Wars, that sounds like Episode One to me. And Episode One was piggish. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible. It was bins. So, that yeah. was. Mm, yep. 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 <clears throat> well, that's nine from nine. I've got a fourth one that I really want to... Get it in there, son! (laughs) If there were three people, dead or alive, that you can invite to dinner, who would they be and why? Dead or alive. Mm. Uh, You asked that last time. I did, but it's a great question. How come... Did you add one or take Um, one? No, I just... um, I um, I honestly don't know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I remember that from last week. Yeah. I like it. Um, And they can be dead when they're at dinner with you. It depends what you're in there. <laughs> well, one of them's a no-brainer for me. I hope I don't too much. I know exactly this. where this is going. Michael Jackson. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was sure you were going to say Chris Judd. Chris Judd. Yeah, Chris Judd would be in there. Okay. Michael Jackson, Chris Judd. Okay. And then I think I'd need a politician that I admire. Um, or somebody like that of, that of that ilk. No, not Ruddy. <laughs> not, not Ruddy. Um, I actually got a lot of respect for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading really? her... Uh, oh, I've just started. In fact, haven't started purchased. Her autobiography. <laughs> so I'm learning to read still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm taking a bit of an interest in that. So I would probably invite her because I think... Yeah. She's hot. What, do you get right into politics, do you? Or? Uh, I've got a social conscious. I wouldn't say I'm right into politics. But right now, I'm not going to lie, Like I'm genuinely concerned about the future of the world based on the American election. Mm-hmm. And so obviously you want Hillary Clinton to win the election. I do. I do. I think anything else would be an absolute disaster. Mm. And what's, what are her politics? I'm, I'm not versed in politics whatsoever when it comes to the it's American politics, but you want to elaborate on look, that? I'm I, sure I, people I, find it interesting. Look, honestly, it's, you know, I think policies these days, particularly in American politics, not much gets through. It's like they, they, they genuinely don't do a heap now, especially yep. when the two um, houses can't get much through because they're so divided and she'd be a Democratic president with a Republican Congress. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I just feel like she'd be a relatively reasonable peacekeeper and like a transactional president. I feel like any of the others would be aggressive towards trying to make change that wouldn't work. So it's not necessarily that I feel inspired by her, but I genuinely feel like the three Republican candidates and Bernie Sanders are too idealistic and legitimately dangerous. Yeah. I, feel like I, ge- I genuinely feel like Trump could say or do something that would put mm. the put the us into Australia in a world war. Three. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. Well, you're probably you're probably right there. There's yeah. a lot of yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of things wrong with the world, and yep. Donald Trump is somewhat of an idiot. Yeah. Um. Yep. All right. Excellent. It's a bit of a somber note to end on. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. You got any jokes, Tommy? Yeah, I've got a joke. Um, what do the Mexican firemen call his two sons? Jose and Jose B. <laughs> <laughs> So before we finish though, you got anything um, you got anything you want to plug? Uh, I actually mentioned that I wanted to just say something about this. So I do work for Jason Kalipa and his daughter Ava's just been diagnosed with leukemia. Um, and he's very big on everyone sending like their best wishes. He really believes that like people praying and I don't think he's religious, but just praying and thinking is really good. Gonna, vibes. Yeah, yeah, so if anyone wants to send good vibes. On a practical note, I think what shocked him and, and everyone who you know, is close to him is just how much blood is required when somebody has leukemia. So I guess this is just a nice chance to say if you don't donate blood, give it some thought mm. because there's a lot of blood required to get someone through that and it's a pretty simple thing to do. Definitely. Cool. Absolutely. Um, and is there anywhere... Uh, we've got a where can they find you? Uh, you want to give to people? Or you want to stay pretty reclusive? Keep no, yourself? I don't, don't want to stay reclusive or anything but I just don't really... I have an Instagram... What e- is it? E. Morrison, 1989. Ooh. You thought it was going to be something like, you know, Sex King. You thought it was going to be something real dodgy. That's the E. Harmony handle. E. Morrison, 1989. The content is not particularly great. You'll probably get like six or seven followers from this. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so that's where we're at. Yeah, sweet. That's where we're at. Well, thank you, boys. Thank you. That was really good. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for coming, Ed. Yeah, except for you, Tommy. I'm going to boot. All right. All right. That's a wrap. So that's it for our first show, guys. Hope you liked it. Uh, If you want to subscribe to our show, make sure you click the big red button on iTunes. That means from now on, you'll get all of our updates for every show going forward. Also, 
If you want any show notes from today, any links, anything that was mentioned, any topics that we covered, the show notes will be found at www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash podcast. Another way to get the show notes is also to go to www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash podcast and join our mailing list. Once you're on our mailing list, guys, you'll, uh, you'll receive all the show notes for all the shows, all the updates, all of our blogs from our AdventureFit bloggers, and you'll also get a $250 AdventureFit travel gift voucher, which is, uh, which is great. So, uh, that's, uh, that's that. And we'd just like to also thank all of our sponsors that sponsored this show. As always, we wouldn't be able to put the show together without those guys. So, that's, uh, that's Atlanta Orchards with their Kansi and Green Star apples. Shop Atlanta Kansi and Green Star in your local greengrocers, Victoria-wide, if you're uh, living in Victoria, Australia. Loxam Solutions, a boutique consulting and business support company focused on business consulting and commercial services, thanks to Loxam. No Days Off Supplements, a newly formed company that aspires to build a trusted brand with their, uh, with their clients. NDO Supps for all your supplement needs. Use ADVF Radio at checkout for 10% off. And also Adventure Fit Travel. Join us on a trip, guys. You will not regret it. That's it from us. See you guys next week.